Second or third day, we got you home, Steve. Right? Barbara asked if she could change you. Right? I mean, yeah, I did. So got, and you pissed all over that. <laughs> you did. Because she had a girl. She's trying to wipe you, Steve. Yeah. Right? Because you got you got a penis. Right? She thought the hell to do. Right? And you're literally just pissing all over there. And she's going, I don't know what to do. I know I'm used to having a girl, man. Oh, she's trying to trying to sort you out and all that. I went, me and your mum just literally roaring for that. The best you could hope for is that you have children that you like, right? I think if you yeah. have children you like, you're almost halfway there. It helps, yeah. It always helps you. You've got a kid you can get on with, but a kid you want to chuck in a river. <laughs> you associate the yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm not being funny, Steve. You're gonna pick a good name regardless what. But I'd probably really fall up with you if you called him Satan. <laughs> Hey, Stephen here. Today's show is a bit different as we have a special guest. The idea behind this episode came from two things. First, I see a lot of posts on Reddit and the pressure dads put themselves under is is pretty huge. You see lots of people concerned and worried that they don't necessarily have enough material things or earn enough money or have the perfect life to, to have a child. And I think that's... That's a, that's a big mistake. And I also, as part of this show, want to encourage dads and, and dads-to-be to, to talk about what they're going through with other dads. So it all becomes less scary and, and more doable and more manageable. And one of the best dads I know from first-hand experience is my own father. That's why I've convinced my dad to do a special interview and his experience will show that as long as you have enough motivation to be a good dad, you're halfway there. My dad and mum were 18 and 20 when they had me, living in a bedsit, earning just £160 a week. And through a lot of hard work, they managed to raise a son they're proud of. So this will give hope to all the dads out there that are worried about you know, these type of things. So with my dad's help, we'll learn what it was like for him in 1988, when he was 18 years old, finding out he was going to be a dad. Enjoy the show. For those that are listening, then what we're going to do in today's episode is have a bit of a, a bonus episode where we have a special guest um, who I'll interview, and that special guest is my dad, Christopher Tamlin. So, Christopher Tamlin, uh, introduce yourself to the listeners. Well, to viewers out there, I'm just glad to be here. I was lucky enough to be uh, the father of, of Stephen Tamlin. Just happy to be here with you guys. That's all. What? Why I want you on this show, Dad, and why I thought it was a good idea to to kind of do probably this will maybe be one in a series of of recordings we see how we get on because there's a lot to cover in in uh, the whole world of being a dad trust me i've been doing 11 recordings now with matt and paul they're all like an hour each so it takes hours and hours doing these uh doing these recordings but um you seem to have done a, a half decent job with me dad when you think of it right so somehow remarkably it's it's gone okay um and the whole point of me doing the the show with the guys and the recordings um, is to learn how to be a good dad or to learn what I should expect um, when when you're becoming to be a dad. And I didn't know what I was doing seven months ago. I had no idea what I was doing. I've learned loads from, from Matt and Paul, which is great. Um, but another person in my life who is a really great dad is you, right? Um, I know that from, from kind of first-hand experience. So I thought it'd be a good idea to go over some of the major milestones in what it was like when you were becoming a dad with me and see if there's anything that I can learn from you, if you have any bits of advice. Because when it comes to being a dad, you are far more experienced than I am. Um, yeah. So I'm sure you'll be able to, to teach me a lot. Um, and also, me and you have a pretty good relationship. Yeah, it's excellent. Absolutely wonderful. And and yeah, and I think one of the the only things you can, not necessarily the only thing you can do, but I, th- I feel like 
if you're going to be a dad, the best you could hope for is that you have children that you like, right? I think if you yeah. have children you like, you're almost halfway there. It helps, yeah. It always helps you. You've got a kid you can get on with, well, a kid you want to chuck in a river. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not as common as you might think, right? There's a lot of people out there, unfortunately, who kind of don't really get on with their children. I know people don't talk to their parents. I know guys I work with who don't even talk to their mothers. It's absolutely, it's unfathomable. Oh, you can talk, never talk to your mother. I don't care how bad your mother was or where, blah, blah, blah. Right? She, she brought you into this world, for God's sake, you know. And um, and it's same with her dad, same with her dad. It's, uh, it's a bond. Well, I say an unbreakable bond. I, and, and that's how I, how I always put it across. And being a dad, I always think it's all about life hacks. It is. Yeah. You pass them down, like say you pass them down. You say, "Oh, if I were you, I wouldn't do that because when I was your age, right, this happened, and I want you to do it differently than I did." So you, you do look out, look out for your kids, and you think you want them to have things a little bit better than what you had. And if you did have something good, you want them to also have a taste of what you you had. You want them to do the things you did. Like say, for instance, you enjoyed swimming. You'd want your son to go swimming, or if you enjoy some type of sport, you want your son to do that, and you, you know, or, or your child to do that. That's what you'd want them to do. And also, it's, it changes from generation with mm. technologies and everything. And every generation has got a different outlook. And um, I'd say the further down you go in the generation, the tougher they had it. They really did. Yeah, well, that's funny enough, because I want to get what I think will as we go through and i've got three kind of main areas i want to go over which i think we can break it into to three different episodes but i think yeah. as we go through that I, i'm confident that your experiences will be you know having a child 30 years ago is yeah. going to be very different then to how it is now but yeah it is quite interesting you always, you always used to say to me when i was younger you know, you're, you'd always say, I'm giving you this advice, Steve, because I'm from the future, right? I've gone through <laughs> this. Yeah, I tell the guys who work there, yeah. And yeah, which is really important because I think uh, somehow it worked, right? Because, like I said, and uh, I mean this, you know, not in kind of an uh, um, egotistical way, but I, like I couldn't have asked for a better life, right? I've got loving family. I have lots of loving friends. I have an amazing wife. I've got a child on the way. So so my life turns out, has turned out pretty good. Um, so like I said, you and mum must have done a half decent job to get there. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think another reason why this is good to have this conversation, the whole point of the show more than leaving it in, even though it's a, you know, it's got a childish title, right? The whole point of it is when I was looking to learn and find out in preparation for knowing that me and Leah would try to get pregnant this year, when I was looking way back last Christmas, almost a year ago, looking at resources online, podcasts online to, to see if there's anything that was, um, you know, genuine and true about how to become a dad. I couldn't find anything, right? And I feel like uh, men are pretty bad at talking about this. You know, me, Matt and Paul, before we started doing this podcast, we had never really talked about what it's like to be dad, a lot of process. Uh, and women are much more likely and open to, to, to talk about these things. Yeah, yeah. But also, I think even with, with parents, like women, if I take Leah, Leah talks to her mum all the time about this whole thing, right? And and they're very close and they, they talk to each other every day about what it's going to be like to be a mum. But um, if men don't talk to their friends about it enough, they definitely don't talk about the whole process with their, their dads enough, I don't think, right? Yeah, like how often yeah. do, do men talk to their own fathers about being a dad right and what what they can learn so um hopefully through this series almost like these bonus episodes um to the podcast we can get a bit of insight into what's that well that's like and encourage people to to talk about these things more because particularly like i said men don't don't really talk about it too much before we start and go over my questions the three milestones i want to go over is the first one is um what it was like when you found out you were going to be a dad and yeah. how did you prepare yourself mentally, but also practically um, to, to, to have your, your first child. Um, then the second uh, milestone I want to go over kind of the, the day of the birth, because um, you and I have gone over this in, in the past. I know oh, it was God um, almighty. Yeah, yeah. A, a crazy experience. Um, and the third milestone I want to go over is what it was like bringing me up, right, in the kind of early days. So, yeah. um, so I think that's why that's how I want to break them out. Um, we'll focus on the first milestone today, and then we can 
have some you know recordings in the future we'll have some of these brilliant brilliant stuff that. brilliant so so today like i said i want to go over what it was like for you um when you found out you were going to be dad and you know i encourage you to be as honest as possible right and yeah i yeah, think that's definitely. that's the best way to go with this so first first of all what was it like when you found out dad because i was a complete accident right i wasn't yeah, massive massive shock massive shock Stephen. You know the background you come from, but the, from the Tamlins, the Tamlins. It's just another one. It just added another one to the to the list, right? When you when I went and told my mum, she was over the moon, right? Anyone else? Like, now, can imagine me, me and me and you and the conversation. I've always said, "What the hell have you done? You've ruined your life." Blah blah blah. That's you. Oh my god! It was like they couldn't wait for you to get born. They were like, "Oh, oh. it's like it's like it's like a big power." Well, you know, you know, uh, Jean. She was like, "Oh my god!" But when it comes to kids. I was brought up millions of kids anyway, Steve, with Catherine and then and Angela Louise. And yeah, Dad. Charlotte so, and Stephen. So yeah, so, so 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 Jean was, you know, your mother, my grandmother. Um, yeah. And yeah, you always had you were you were a big family, right? Because you were one of seven, right? Yeah. So there was always kids around. Oh God, yeah, yeah. So that's quite interesting because so take I want to take a step back because I want to go into what family and friends, how they reacted in a moment. But so first of all, let's stick stick with you, right? So you were how old were you when you when you found out you 18. were so you're 18 years old when you when you find out you found out. Yeah. And completely unplanned. So so what was your like how did you find out? How did mum tell you? And then what was your initial reaction to that? Well, she was being sick a lot first that, right? And and me, not clue, you know, a dummy didn't know what was going on. And then she had a test and she phoned me up and uh, and she said, uh, oh, I, I'm pregnant. I went, oh, my God. I said, what are you going to do? Are you, obviously, are you, are you keeping the baby and all that? And she said, uh, well, my friends would never speak to me if I got rid of it. And I, I actually said this to, you, to your mum. Well, you're stuck with me till you get old then. That's what I actually said to her, which I did do, Steve. I was yes. old when I left. <laughs> but why was why was um because this is always something I've wondered. You know, you're 18. How, how old was mum at the time? 19, right? No, she was she was almost twenty. Yeah, yeah, nineteen. 19. When you no, found she... out, I mean, when you found out about being pregnant, mum must have been nineteen, right? Yeah, yeah. Around around that, or maybe just actually, or maybe just twenty. Just yeah, yeah, twenty. She, she, yeah, she's just under two years older than me, Steve. Because that a whole um, the the moment when um, you asked, you know, you asked mum the question, "Are you keeping it?" and mum said, "Her friends would wouldn't speak to her if she didn't." That, that always she watched tell to she wanted it all the friends had kids and right, then secretly okay. you were secretly wanted Steve you so but what about what about you dad like what was your again to be completely honest what was in your mind at the time like if, if mum had said at that time oh, I'm gonna yeah. get rid of it how would you have reacted I've, I tell you that oh I, see what why I come from with all the millions of kids like what well, an eagle Steve you you know what like once, once we bond with something when that could then I'd only just only been with you for two minutes Right, Steve. Right, and she's telling me she's pregnant. And literally, I mean, a, a couple of weeks, and and and, mm. and she's the first proper girlfriend, Steve. And bang! Oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. And apparently, he's like thinking, "Oh, I've nailed this. This is like you know, oh, you know, I, I come all the starting blocks. Bang! I've got a kid." <laughs> that by the way, the guys in work, my boss said, "You're ruining your life." Blah blah blah, and all this, right, right. But he didn't know really my background, my family, and all that. You know, kids, kids were like just part of the norm. You know, yeah. But, my dad was over the moon because he loved kids. He another one, another grandchild. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's no bother at all. And Steve, when we found out you were going to be a boy, my God. hang on, hang on, two seconds. I want to, I want to get to that in a moment. Yeah, you yeah. Gotta, you, I jumped again here. Yeah, you're jumping jump again. again. Yeah, yeah, you're jumping yeah. again. So, yeah, so yeah. Do, do it here, Yeah, yeah. Try and focus on the questions I'm asking. I want to, I want to stick, stick into that, um, because otherwise we'll cover a lot of ground and we'll, we'll miss a, we'll miss a bunch of stuff. You remember, I'm actually Mitch. Uh, my yeah. So when they first met her, she was pregnant, Steve. Yeah, so that that was so that was something I was going to ask, right? So you you and Mama have been together for a couple a few weeks, right? At this point, yeah. and yeah. then you find out um, that Mum's pregnant. Yeah, and um, your to, to be honest, both your initial reactions, Mum and yours, is surprising for me, right? So if, so I think about if I think about when I was eighteen. Yeah. Um, if I had gone through that situation, um, 
And maybe it's different, right? It's we're talking at that point, you know, there's 18 years difference. Maybe it's a generation thing, I don't know. But yeah. at that at that point, I was um I would have been going to uni, right? So yeah, yeah. I had um a plan for my life and, and things like that. So if that had happened, that's I would exactly have... what my boss said to me. My boss said all that to me because he was he was uh, well to do. He had plenty of money, and uh, obviously he said, you, he, "I say you're going to ruin your life." But the background I come from, Steve, we had nothing, so I really had nothing to lose. Yeah, really. You, we at that time when when we had you, we were living in the bedsit, right, Steve? One room we lived in, minimum, and, and you were born. That's where you, that's where you were brought up. First part of your life. You were in a bloody bed, Sidney. You had nothing. I know. So yeah. So I'll get I'll get to that bit again. You're jumping ahead. I, <laughs> try try to focus on the questions I'm asking, Dad. Because I, I trust me, trust me. I've got a lot of questions. We're gonna get to each one of those points. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so you find out, and then who's the first people? If you can remember, I know it was a long time ago. But yeah. Can you remember who the first person you was you told? Ian Ian Pring Ian Pring. I told so how him. did Mum find out? Mum took so. So mom, she took a test. So she took, took a, a test. test, right? And then she found out she was pregnant. And then yeah. she, so she told, she rings you, tells you, and who, yeah, who? The, so you ring Ian Pring, who's your best friend, right at the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did he? Like, what did you tell him, and how did he take it? Same situation. He comes from a massive family, <laughs> yeah. right? And he was like, "What's happening?" Like, I said, uh, "I said, oh, looks like we're keeping it." He went, "Oh, congratulations!" Then, and that was it. Honestly, it was like it was a different era because we, like, say, what was it? What was it? It was everything to gain and to lose, sort of thing, Steve. At the time, you know, and then, um, and I mean, having a child is a massive importance, right? Even then, back because the way we, way I was brought up, right, it was a massive importance, and and then. Once got made around it, I was just like, right, let's 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 you know let's do what we can for this kid. Let's you know what what can we do? And we just got our heads together. And uh, like I say, your mum was over the moon because all of all her all her friends are kids. Steve. Yeah. So you know, uh, Miriam Murphy and uh, Michelle and uh, what was it? Mandy didn't try. Could lose his younger than you. She was hanging around, uh, hanging around with a girl. Uh, oh, and um, oh, it's so funny when you were born, right? But the the girl in our digs, uh, Kathy, she had a kid as well, just newborn, Steve, right? And uh, the oh, the, the couple, John and Barbara, downstairs, they had a kid, they had a little girl. It's weird because it's weird. We're all living in this in this bedsit, Steve, <laughs> right? And uh, like I say, they they had kids, right? And and it was and yeah yeah. You can imagine a, 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 your mum, right? Her friends have had kids like 16 and 17, Steve. And your mum's about 20 years old. And she's like, hang on a minute, you know, I'm missing a trick here, sort of thing. So, really, when, when, she, when, she, when she knew she was having news, she was absolutely made up. And then she could talk to her friends about kids and having kids and all that. You know, she was in the gang, she was in the group, you know? So, yeah, so she was like, you know, made up. And on my side, it's all new. I'm only 18, Steve. I'm like, you know, literally coming out of the starting blocks. It's because of course I was brought up with kids anyway, all around me, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah well, it, it's happening, it's got to happen. So there you. Or plus, I, I was mad, mad with your mum anyway, mad, madly love with your mum at the time, Steve. Obviously, your first proper girlfriend and all that. I said, just go with it, just go with it. And oh, I jumped the gun a bit. I jumped the gun a little bit, but I'm glad I did now. Obviously, looking back in hindsight, you know. So oh yeah, yeah so it's a, you know, like I said, it's turned out remarkably well right for yeah, particularly for me yeah. right like you know i can <laughs> I'm, I'm glad uh I'm, I'm glad it happened as it did yeah. um so okay so then you tell nan and gramps right yeah and and they're both oh they're both happy about it right because that's that's quite surprising you, yeah no, can you imagine gramps gramps now steve what he was like with you when i told him honest to god totally totally it's weird like today you're like oh you're running your life now but total opposite steve Total opposite. Oh, you fantastic. were only, eight, only eighteen, though. I know, were... I know, but Steve, I was eighteen, going on forty in my head. Steve, I was, right. I, I thought I was so grown up then. I literally thought I knew everything, which I didn't, obviously. But at the time, I really thought, oh, you know, you know. But um, I'm trying to think now. Um, any of my mates had kids at the time. No, but no, we were just hanging. We were hanging around with people who had kids, Steve. But none of my mates had kids. I was, I was, I think I was the first one. Yeah, I was the first one. Yeah, first one of my all, all my group sort of thing. We had a kid, like yeah. Well, yeah, the only one in the family at the time would have been um, your sister Jacqueline, my auntie Jacqueline. Yeah, she would have had Daniel at the time. Daniel, right? yeah, okay. Daniel, yeah. So yeah. that was the, then, yeah. That, uh, so 
from a generation point of view, that was the first grandchild. Dan was the first grandchild. No, no, no. Angela, Angela was the first grandchild. Yeah. Okay, so there was a couple. So there was um your for you, yeah. Your two older sisters had when had children. Yeah. Who were at the time one couple of years old. Um, okay, so they were they were, and obviously Catherine was quite young. Um, yeah, there's a big gap yeah. between you and Catherine because how many years in between ten you years, and Catherine? Ten, ten years. years. So when you're 18, you've got Catherine who's eight. You've probably got Angela. So you've got Angela who's about two, and Dan who's about one, probably around yeah. about that time, right? So there yeah. are okay. So there's there's quite young young people in the family. Um, so yeah, so I guess I can kind of get it how like Nan and Grampy and um, you know, Jonathan was only, Jonathan was only thirteen. Jonathan's only thirteen. Yes. Steve would have been fifteen. So you know, just kids. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of kids around. So um, yeah. what did uh, how did so how did your two older sisters, who also had kids at this time, how did they react? Oh, brilliant! Absolutely, absolutely honest. It's crazy, isn't it? They're like all made up for me. Anyway, maybe it's a environment thing, right? Because yeah. If you think about it, you're surrounded by kids um, or surrounded by people who have kids, mums, friends, all have children. So when the thought of having a child comes, it's not as as daunting. Whereas for me, yeah. I would, you know, when I was 18, my fr- none of my friends had children. Most of my yeah. friends were looking to go to uh, university or were in college mm. at that time, right? So, mm. so everyone had um, other plans that didn't yeah. involve children. Yeah, well. That's one of my life hacks for you, Steve. I wanted you to have a sort of different life than me. Go go ahead and do what you're doing now. But if you turned around to me at a young age and, and said, oh, you know, um, well, there you go. It happened to um, it happened to Gavis boy. Gavis boy's just had a baby, Jake. Mm. Right, he's just had a baby. Right. I, I keep on telling you, he's probably older than I think. Right, right. But anyway, um, uh, when 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 you oh when Lydia Lydia was young, uh, Gavis had a had a. Uh, girl like she was young when she had a first one right steve but and we just went well that's it you can't do it's no tiki backsies yeah. <laughs> right it's that's it and you're just going it's it as you get older you think and i think because um my dad and my mum were older with you they just thought it's just a natural part of life he says yeah live and let live sort of thing steve but i think because you're more educated steve you're, you're chucking more variables in right and you're you're, you're, you're doing the pros and cons more right? and you're summing up things more and more but going back when we we didn't have that, we didn't really have the the po- I, well, I didn't have the pros and cons of summer because I had bug at all, Steve. At that time, what if that hadn't happened? Did you have an idea of what you wanted to do? I was going to go to college and be an electrician, Steve. That was my plan. That was my uh, my my goal sort of thing. I didn't really have um, I needed a kick up the ass really to do it, Steve. Right? But mm. I but I actually had plans to do that. I was so I'll go to college. So, I'm earning money as a porter, Steve. It wasn't brilliant money. And I was just getting older, I right? we were all drinking, clubbing, blah, blah, all that stuff and all that. I, 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 the, the people I worked with were clever. They're saying, really, you need a goal in life, Chris. And they say, no. I said, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I'm going to apply for college. I'm going to apply. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to study electrician. Because that's where the money's at. I say electrician. I was just thinking, there's got to be money in electrician. But uh, don't take this the wrong way, Steve. But when you've got a kid, Steve, all I'm thinking about is putting uh, food on the table sort of thing, Steve. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So when that when that happened, that's all I kept all about. Like, where's the next job come from? There's, and I'm still like it now, Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm all, I totally, I'm totally more concerned about getting the money in every week now, Steve, rather than what, 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 what's good for me, sort of thing. What, you know, what, what would I like to do? What, would, oh, I'd like to have done, right, Steve? But I was thinking back then, I thought I'll be an electrician. There's money in that, blah, blah, blah. You know, you don't get, you don't get your hands too dirty. Plus, I knew Royston as well. Yeah, I was going to say, I can imagine Royston being an electrician influenced that, yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and I was thinking to myself, well, I just go to college, take some some uh, degrees up in a, 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 a you know, uh, circuitry and stuff like that. I make a living doing that. Just go around, you know, fixing fixing things, so plugs and you know, then micro, well, not microwaves such as then, but you know, uh, cookers and stuff like that. You know, that's a nice easy job. I thought I'd, I'd do that. But then you come along, Steve, and then uh, oh, well, I jump the gun a bit, jump the gun a bit there. But then I thought, hang on, let's just let's see how it pans out. Let's just like try and earn some money. And uh, just keep keep ticking over as with, and just as life throws things at you, would would take it on. So that's how it worked out. You mentioned about the situation that you were memorizing at the time. I've thought about this a lot, not just 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 for today, but I've just thought about it in the past, right? Just um, yeah. as we talked about, kind of the situation you were memorizing were in at the time. Like you didn't really have a lot, right? So we come, oh. you come from yeah. a big family, right? So there's lots of you. Um, 
Like, Grandpa Grandpa had a job and Nan didn't work, did she? You don't believe? Uh, You're absolutely wrong, Steve. Gran was a cleaner. No. My dad was looking after the house. But at the beginning, he used to be a lorry driver. Yeah, he's a lorry driver, right? Okay. But that's gone way back. But when you were when right, you were born, okay. Steve, my dad was doing nothing, and my mum was a cleaner. She was like, you know, and my dad was keep well, well, he was keeping the house together. So that you don't have a lot, right? And then when you were living with your mum, I was I was with your mum before before um, I moved out, right? And I was well, no, I like literally moved out, say a week before we found out she was pregnant, Steve. So I was with her anyway. So let me unwrap this. So, so you're living at home with Nan and Gramps. Yeah, and with it, and I, thought, I fell up with my brother. Couldn't stand my brother, and I asked your mum if I like two weeks within two weeks of whatever, can I just move in with her? Okay. Yeah, but trust me, it, trust me, it was horrible because I hated my brother that much. He just robbed me of something. He robbed me. He did. I, I might be getting this. The facts on might be a bit later, a little bit later, because I remember, remember, I booked a holiday. And I was working on. Um, I bought the car I did, Steve. Right? My brother pinched money on my wallet, right? And my mum gave me got a loan out, right, of a loan shack to give me the money. It must have cost her a fortune, yeah. right? Because she's trying to keep the peace, right, Steve? Right. And I got the car, I think it cost like three hundred pounds, which is probably today about three grand, right? And um I was working on the car, the car was rubbish, it wouldn't work. I left it over, over Grampy uh, Tamlins, yeah. you know, your great grampy, right? I was working there and I took a week off, right? And your mum found out because uh, well, it's, I took a week off to work on the car and she filled my works yeah. or something, right? To get hold of me, right? And I wasn't there. He says, on all day. So you remember thinking, what the flipping hell's going on? <laughs> I but I don't need to take the week off. I am told you, mum, because I just didn't want your mum right. give me any hassle because I wanted to work on this car. That was the plan. But that didn't pan out because she found out. So I ended up going back anyway. I think in a week after that, I, I moved in with her. So I think within like three weeks, I moved in with her. Where is moving in with her at the time? Where was she living at that point? In the bedsit. For those that don't know, what's a bedsit? Well, it's a big house sectioned into rooms. You share the kitchen, right? You share the bathroom. It's like a bit like a hall of residence. But we didn't even have a fridge in the room, Steve. We used to put milk <laughs> on the on the outside of the windows. And if you want a cup of tea, Steve, right, you have to go all the way down the flights of stairs, go in the kitchen, make a cup of tea, and bring it up. And your mum would make the tea, right? And this is God's honest truth. I used to have sugar in my tea, Steve. And she used to come all the way up with a cup of tea, and I'd say, you put sugar in it. She goes, oh, I forgot because she didn't take sugar. Yeah. I said, I'll drink it without sugar. Then, So that's how I ended up drinking sugar. At 18, she stopped me from drinking. And I had sugar all the time. But because of, because of the situation went down for a cup of tea. God, my, that could have stopped you from having diabetes, Dad. Who knows? The amount of tea you drink. I know. Hey, Steve. She might, you remember, I accidentally saved my life. There you go. <laughs> how old was mum when she moved out? Do you know? I, I'm not exactly sure. I think she moved like a couple of places. I think she moved out when she was like 17 or something like that, Steve. She did. So she moves into this bedsit. So that so her friends who she knows who have children, they're not, they're not living in this bedsit, are they? Yeah, they are. Right, okay. So there's a few people in this bedsit that have have children. Bab and John on the bottom bottom flat. Bab and John, they got a little girl. I, I, I'm gonna jump the gun here, but I'm gonna forget otherwise. The day you were born, I think the second or third day we got you home, Steve, right? Barbara asked if she could change you, right? I mean, yeah, I did. So we got and you pissed all over there. <laughs> you did. Because she had a girl, she's trying to wipe you, Steve, yeah. right? Because you got you got a penis, right? She know what the hell to do, right? <laughs> and you're literally just pissing all over it. And she's going, I don't know what to do. I know I'm used to having a girl, man. <laughs> oh, she's trying to trying to sort you out and all that. When me and your mum are just literally roaring with laughter. Yeah, so, yeah, we've uh, yeah. we've talked about this before. So um, obviously Matt's got two daughters, so Matt doesn't have this. But Paul yeah. mentioned with his first child, Dylan. Um, he's had pee in his mouth numerous times. Yeah, yeah, I remember listening to it. Yeah, yeah just one yeah. of those things, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, and this is this is what I can't wrap my head around. Um, I don't know, maybe it's 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 a degree of fearlessness, stupidity, to be honest. But bit of both. I the think. situation you're in seems like you would be shit in your pants when you found out. Like you're you've just moved out from your your home, right? You're living with this with a girl you've known for a short period of time. You li- you're in a bed sit. Yeah. You don't have, you know, the our family doesn't have a lot, right? So we'd have in, in terms of uh you know tangible things. It was like second hand gears all given to us and stuff. Yeah. There's a huge amount of family support though from a per- personal point of view, right? A lot of um Yeah. Yeah. Which which I which you know probably 
uh, is he a better substitute for material things anyway? Oh, God, oh, yeah, Steve, yeah. But yeah, so how come you weren't scared, Dad? It just doesn't make any sense. You're, you're in a bed sit. I, I think because I'm young, young and fearless, right, and I'm, I'm, and I'm crazy about your mums, and you were just like a bonus, that sort of thing. Yeah, you, were quite, all, fe- really. you were quite fearless as 18 yeah, years old. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. And I, I'm fit young, right, and um, I got this woman who's crazy about me, Steve, because she was a woman. I was, I, I, I was at 18 going on 30, right? And I was going home high-fiving my mates and all that and saying, I'm, I'm an absolute wonderful life. I'm away from that lunatic brother of mine. Yeah. Right? I, 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 everything's just going really well for me, that sort of thing. The job's well and all that. And and, and I ruined your mum because she was a lot thinner when I met her, Steve. Right? <laughs> and, oh, she got addicted to bloody uh, mints. Yeah. Ma- bloody extra strong mints. mints. Yeah, I know. And I, and I thought, that was it, Steve. Honest to God, you should have come, you should come out minty, Steve. You should have been born minty. Unbelievable. It's uh, the extra strong mince thing is common though. But it, the funny thing is, is thirty years ago now they probably didn't didn't even have sugar free mints then. No, I know. <laughs> so, so God, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if your mum still smoked on you as well. I'm not sure. No, she did. I've talked to her about this. Listen, my, my mum smoked on all of us, all the tablets, and we all come out unbelievably healthy, which I can't work out, Steve. I swear to God. Honestly, doing this show, um, doing the research for this show and talking to, to Matt and Paul. Your nan your nan smoked about 40 a day, Steve. Honest to God, unbelievable. Yeah, but that with Leah, right? So Leah, this is what Leah is avoiding right now. So she hasn't drunk any alcohol in in four months now so we're 16 weeks before she's months. absolutely amazing she's absolutely doesn't amazing smoke anyway um she's absolutely amazing things like avoiding uh soft yolks and eggs she's avoiding um like pate being careful with like meats and cheese and things like that what what a wonderful woman she is she she's given she's given that child right 110 percent didn't she chance she really is she's even taking these pregnancy multivitamins every day which can that's amazing it can help with um I don't well know. there you go you're learning you're learning from this is this is one of the things you can learn from this this podcasty right but back back in the day we had no podcasts and and it was all word of mouth you know from your pals and friends and stuff like that steve right and you just pick up what you could when you could remember the one no google you couldn't google nothing no. when you were born steve <laughs> so you just took his red. Oh, uh, you'd say, oh, Millie Murphy, uh, she's had two kids, blah, blah. Oh, she had one kid. This is how she done this, blah, blah. And then we tell you, oh, this is how i done this, blah, blah, blah. And, that. and you just take that as red. And they'd be smoking and blowing fat, yeah. smoking your face while it's hiding you, it's Steve. Well, well, this is yeah. this is a thing because, um, so me and Leah had the conversation yesterday. At the time of this recording, it's five days until Christmas, right? Um, yeah. And a couple of days ago, Leah and I did our Christmas shop. Yeah. And we're reasonably healthy throughout the year, but over Christmas, I, I, I kind of there's no no rules, right? I eat like a slob yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. a whole week. And something I enjoy over Christmas, which I don't really eat throughout the year, is I eat pate on toast, right? So chicken liver pate. Buy buy big thick tiger bread, proper butter, oh. and and liver oh, pate, know, right? Yeah. So it's one of my favorite things to have for breakfast. It's if anyone's listening outside of the the UK, they're probably looking in disgust right now. But that's the thing that's quite quite common in the UK. Um, but so, and Leah loves it as well. She loves pate. And the other yeah. day, it's something she was like, "I can't have it." Right? For. She's like, "I can't. Yeah. I'm not going to have it." And I said, "You're not even going to have a bite." I was literally, I had a little, I had some toast. I said, <laughs> have a bite. She's like, "No, I'm not going to do it because it can." What a wonderful woman you've married, Esty. But for me, I always think, and I'm. I'm going to contradict myself a little bit because I'm the type of person yeah. who, um, you know... You're going to see what kills you, makes you stronger in you, something like that. I don't know, but I just don't know. I just think, it, is it a bit of overkill these days? Because, as you say, I know, I've talked to mum about this, she, she drank and smoked with me. Yeah, um, yeah. And you, like you said, Nan had seven children um, and she smoked That's 40 smoked a like day. Like a on all of them, yeah. Look, and I, look, I am no way whatsoever suggesting anyone should do that right 100% you shouldn't be smoking and 100% you should listen to all the medical advice about what to avoid remember they didn't have the advice Steve they didn't have the chance they they, they were they were playing Russian roulette with their kids Steve it is it is a bit like that right it is it is it is Steve I tell you they were playing Russian roulette they didn't know they were playing it they didn't know they were playing it but they were Steve because you say it only takes a slightest thing right in development to go the wrong way right Hence, smoking. And as a doctor would say to you, listen, if you want to give your kid the best chance, do not smoke during pregnancy. That's, you know, it's, it's common knowledge now. But back then, it wasn't common knowledge, Steve. It was like, you'll take your chances. You know? I know. <laughs> so there you go. 
you throw you throw the dice and see what happens, and we threw the dice. You know, it so, is crazy. And, I, and because look, it's, it's like monkey see, monkey do, Steve. I saw my mother smoke on on all the kids, right? And your mother smoked on you, Steve, right? And if there you go, if I could go back in time, now I'd say, whoa, what are you doing? What are you doing? You shouldn't be smoking. You're having a bloody kid, for God's sake. You know, and drinking as well. No, right? It's it's. Yes, exactly. I got I got a little bit of uh, you. You can you can say, oh, you you he didn't know what he was doing a bit. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. Well, no, you didn't. The end of the day, you didn't. I thought I did, Steve. You know, I'd ask my mum and all this. Your mum would ask uh, Sharon because she had Anthony. There's another kid, another kid in the picture. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so and I'm not being funny. A sister had a baby, and she's thinking, "Well, I want a baby." Also, you're not going to believe this, Steve, which you will believe because it actually happened, and and you know that. Uh, Dowell was conceived roughly the same time as well. And the weird thing is, I think you were supposed to be born uh, the fifth of the sixth, but you decided to be the uh, the sixth of the fifth, right? And Dowell was supposed to be born slightly before you. You were like uh, obviously four weeks prem, right? And you were supposed. To, you're supposed to be, you're going to be like a nine pound in our family, roughly, but you were seven pound two or something like that. Steve, were you born, right? Because you, because you're prem, obviously, right? And we, we were all like, we, because we were all like, we literally all like, uh, around the nine, eight, nine mark, we were all the, uh, uh, as kids born. So you're quite small when you're obviously because you're prem and all that, Steve. So seven pounds, I don't think seven pounds is small. I think seven pounds is fairly average or eight pounds, right? So yeah, yeah, so nine yeah, pounds yeah. is, 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 Slightly yeah, bigger but that's than what, average. That's, yeah, but that's what we—that's what we were expecting. You okay. were being Steve. If you if you made up for it when you were younger, anyway, Steve. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you said this is the size it should have been, right? Yeah. But anyway, right. But um, so you can imagine now, Andy Shan's got a kid, right, Steve? Right. Wendy's literally the same as you, Steve. Yeah. Right, same as your mum. So your mum literally, and I'm hanging around with that with Danny, and he's quite young. He's he was only a couple of years older than me, Steve. Yeah. So we're literally. All in the same boat. On the same we're, on this, yeah. we're on the baby club now, and we're just getting on with it. And we're all having kids roughly around the same time. And Dal could have been born before you, so there you go. How did Mum's family take it? Was it so? It's sisters and uh, parents. How how did they take it? Like because they would have barely known you at the time, right? Yeah, but they, once they met me, I they loved me. Okay, Steve, because I had a job for a start, and I, I, I had a well, not long after, I had another cast, and I'm a, I'm a, I was a decent bloke, and I treated your mum right. They, they said it wouldn't last, right? Well, yeah, everyone would think it wouldn't last, right, at that time. And and when Steve, I dug in deeper. Then Steve, when someone said that to me, and you you get that from me, you get that from me as well. If they say you can't do something, or you won't be, oh, he's not capable of doing it. You think, well, I, I think you find I can. Right, yeah. and and I dug even deeper. The, the times I wanted to split with you, no, no, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna give anyone the satisfaction. I dig it just digging deeper then. And do you know what? A lot of guys uh, I work with, right, they walked away from kids. One guy had three kids with three different women, and he he wore it like a badge of honor. Wow. It was my mate's brother. It was James French's brother, Russell French, and he said, "Oh, I got I maybe four kids, four different mothers, all spot because he's good looking lads, right, Steve, right, Jack the lad, and he had no bond with any of those kids. Wouldn't see the kids and anything like that." Right, it's just like oh, another one, and I thought to myself, "What a scumbag!" I really, really didn't like him at all. You know, I thought, "Oh, I also he was like a hero growing up as a kid." I had that and all that, and you think, "Oh, look, oh, look at him, Jack Lad, womanizer, blah blah blah." Look how wonderful he is. But when he said he had kids here, there, and everywhere and stuff like that, I thought, "You are just a scumbag. You really are a scumbag." And it was the last thing I ever wanted to be. You yeah. know, so it was the same. My brother, my brother smoked, and he was an asshole, beating people up, robbing people, and all that. I, th- I I would probably like to have smoked Steve, right? But because he smoked, if he went left, I went right, Steve. <laughs> yeah. right? I thought, I'm not going to be like that asshole there. Yeah. You know, I'm just not going to be like him, right? And that's another good thing. You know, he was off doing drugs, blood, this, that, the other. And if, like I say, if he went left, I went right, Steve. And, and, and that's probably a good thing because I hated him that much. I thought, I'm not going to turn out like that asshole, right? And his mate Russell, Russell French and all the, all the others and all that, you know, I'm kids here, there, and everywhere. I'm not going to be like him, and I, I, and that was it. I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to do it all because of that. Yeah, it's funny. It's like it's like um, Philip, your brother, had the. It was kind of an anti-idol, right? So when you idolize someone, <laughs> you kind of follow everything they do. And well, look, look, look what my other brothers are like with me, Steve. Mm. Absolutely, they, they say I'm I'm their hero. That's what my brother say to me. I'm you're my hero. I can't believe that when. Well, I can a little bit when, you know, yeah, and they say that to me. And like say, like see, my brother, the older brother was the anti-hero. Yeah. So that, so mum's, all mum's family were pretty happy then when they found yes. out. Yes. Yeah, well, look, 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 well, well, look, we, we all got on well, which was nice, wasn't it? 
I didn't get on so much with your um, your grandmother. No, Winifred, right? Because oh, she she's she was a cold person, and your mum tell you that she was cold. She was cold to your mum as well. She was like you know she didn't she wasn't empathetic really, Steve. She didn't have that emotional thing. She had a lot of emotional baggage from her from her parents, see, Steve, because her parents were a bit strange mm. on on the the Blackmore side. No, not I like not the Blackmore side, the other side, the the Hopkins side. Yeah, that was it. The Hopkins side were like you know. Your, your mum could go into more detail. I'm not going to detail with them, obviously, because I, I, I didn't know them as much as your mum, obviously. But uh, they were like, um, they're very cold, especially your great-grandparents on that side, Steve. Very cold people, honest. They, you, you think they have more money, maybe, Steve, right? Uh, 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 your great-granddad on your mother's side, right? I'd, I'd, I think he was well-to-do, Steve. He had a big house and all that, right, and uh, and stuff like that. There's a lot of stories, but I'm not going to go into detail with it, right, because you, you probably covered it with your mum, right? But uh, like you say, having more money don't mean you got a better quality of life. It really isn't, mm. you know. Especially if you, if um, I was lucky, like I say, uh, apart from the one brother who was, you know, there's always a bad apple, apple in a, in a bunch or whatever, you know. All right, the rest of the family, we, well, we're strong now. We're still, we're still close together now. We, you know, you know, got these invisible bonds, which me and you have. Steve. I could not talk to you for months, Steve. Right. And we've we've come we we pick up where we left off, Steve. Like nothing's happened. Yeah. We haven't got that. We haven't got like our um, we're fading away from each other because the bonds are so strong. They, like you say, you moved to Australia, blah blah, and they've seen you like three, four years, Steve. But I'd still wake up and think about you every day, Steve. Sort of thing, you know. You 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 wouldn't be forgotten about it. And nothing of parenthood doesn't prepare you. Like right, you're young, you're no ties whatsoever, and then you have this child, right? And the bond, this incredible bond. It, the emotion, no one can, no one can, no one can tell you how strong this bond is, Steve. It's, it's, it's you're, you're going to get it. I, that's why I'm so happy. I know. Look, we'll, again, we'll talk about that. That's when we talk about when I was born and when I was afterwards. I actually want to go into that in a bit more detail. Yeah, um, God. But so I got two, two other things to go over now. So, so what were you doing at the time, Dad? What was your job? I was a porter in an antiques. You're a porter in an antiques. Yeah. And mum, yeah. mum, was mum working at this time? Yeah, she was. She worked in a cafe. She worked in a cafe, right? That was that a little gourmet. Yeah. Yeah. So she worked at a cafe in in the centre Cardiff. You and how much money do you think you were making a week? Do you think I was on a hundred pounds, Steve? Hundred pound a week, and how much? I, I got. I remember on my eighteenth birthday, they got me in the office and said, "We're paying you money to hundred pound." I couldn't believe it. Honest to God, I was like, "That was a lot." Of, I was like, "Oh my God Almighty!" So you're all making a hundred pound a week. Mum's making oh sixty something 60, like that. So you're probably making about six hundred pound a month, a little bit more, right? Maybe a little bit more a month. Yep. Like, how did you prepare financially over those, like the nine well, we months? Didn't. You didn't, right? We didn't. When you when you got nothing, you you haven't got to prepare for nothing. But you need things to have a child, right? How did you afford the the things you'd need to have a to have a child, like you know, prams and second hand prams, Steve. Yeah. Right. I remember. Oh, I remember running down the street, you and the wheel come off it. I <laughs> <laughs> was. So you had a pram. I was in a yeah, pram. And a you, you in off. it? Yeah. We went to this do um, uh, up uh, the Wanderers, Steve. Right, and I had to get on. We, you know, and literally, I'm, I'm just pushing you around there with this uh, like silly little push chair thing, right, Steve? And I remember I, we were rushing back to the the house when we were in Vatra Road, rushing back, right, and the wheel actually came off the push chair, Steve. Yeah, yeah, because second hand, but. It, we didn't have the stigma of because um, uh, when you got knocked, Steve. Right, I know it's nice by you, Steve. Right, but uh, when you got knocked, you get what you can, where you can take, get what you can get, where you can get. Right, and uh, I think we had stuff off Sharon as well. Yeah, I guess that's a good thing about being surrounded by people that have children and, and older children is that you basically have hand me downs, right? Yeah, yeah. It's funny, Leah is Leah's quite uh, particular about things and she's very well i go nuts I, I would go nuts if i had if, if i had a grandchild off you would have me down as steve i know it sounds like you know stuck up but no see my grandkids here oh, i tell you we do buy some hand me downs we buy some like really good gear steve second hand yeah. but it's got to be top notch because we've got so many of them right but you know it's got to be top. and the thing is they sell them again then yeah steve, they always have expensive. resale yeah yeah yeah, they, they, it's, exp- it's expensive. It's not cheap stuff, but you had cheap stuff. You had spot market stuff, Steve. <laughs> you did, honest. honest. Well, what type of stuff? Like, what can you do? You have anything that you can't even believe you well, bought? You, you know about you know about the ink when you were about four or five. You remember bought you an England England um, tracksuit? I do remember you know that. that story, yeah, yeah. 
Eddie was going to set light to you yeah, with the arm. Men bought being Welsh. Yeah. Men bought an English tracksuit. It was football, right? Was it a football tracksuit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you're, you're going on in a shell suit, right? <laughs> Spot market, right? England colours. I mean, I'm thinking shit as well. I, I, I saw that's nice. I didn't even take it in. You know, like, a, like a, Eddie looked at it. He said, "You better get rid of that. I'll have to set fire to it with him." With but he's wearing it. Eddie, my, my uncle. I suppose yeah, Eddie, today's his birthday today. Do you say happy birthday to him? I didn't know it was his birthday. I'll have to wish him happy birthday. So, so you didn't. So when you were, because me and Leah, um, like we talked about this in in the last episode, actually, my, me, Matt, and Paul, me and Leah are, are trying to to save, um, hopefully, maybe three, four thousand pounds before the baby's here. Just so that for for a couple of reasons, right? First of all, so we can buy things that we need, um, yeah. And also, so that when Leah's off, obviously our, our income's going to be less. So, um, just yeah. to give a bit of a buffer there. But I guess the the, the situation you and Mum were in, there was no, you were never going to be able to save, right? There, no such thing as a buffer. It was it was like oh, uh, you know. But we used to go out. We went out a lot, Stephen. When you were pregnant, we went out because we just met each other. We were going out now. I know you think, oh, look, I, I, can I get 20 quid to go drinking on the weekends and stuff like yeah. that? You know, but we had some cheap, we used to stay, we used to stay in the, Steve, we used to sit and get a Chinese, right, Steve? A couple of, couple of drinks, right? A bottle of Bacardi, and just sit in and watch TV. We had a little TV portable, a crappy what, portable, the by the way. Sit, yeah. In the bed sit and just sit in the bed sit watching TV and all that, you know? Yeah. I might go to the pictures now and then and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's us. I'm not saying we're poor, like, because it sounds awful now, but, you know, but me and your mum shared, shared a bed, Steve, right? We won the double and he won the single, Steve, right? Right. right? So I had to sleep on my side, right? I had to sleep on my side and we had the crib on the side of the bed as well, where you were. Yeah. And then then you got, then we got turfed out because the, the, the place, the property was being renovated, right, Steve? And we got turfed out then, not even that one good enough for this. So we ended up uh, living it, living it, well, at a, a Cowbridge Road, we ain't living there, Steve. Yeah, yeah. We had a fold out. We're, we're sleeping on a fold out. Yeah, um, hold that thought, Dad. Hold that thought because we'll get we'll get yeah. to that. I want to like yeah. I want to go dig into detail around, um, kind of the beds at time. No, uh, I wanna, what I want to do is is on the later on on another another recording. I want to yeah. go into kind of the situation, what it was like when I was born, right? Like um, how you and Mum, the situation you're living in, and how you handle that. So, so I got one other question then, um, yeah. just for for today. So, and this is something I cannot figure out how to do. I think it's impossible how any parents decide. But how did you decide on a name, right? So, so did you go? So imagine you had the scan, right, that revealed the gender. Yeah. Um. Then. And I imagine you and mum wanted to know the gender rather than kind of keeping a secret, right? Yeah. Well, what it is, I think I think your mum had a bit of guilt in it because you know, she she kept the baby, right? I'm thinking, and I went like, well, I'm 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 picking the name. Right. I'm having I'm having some fucking some some um, power in this. What's going on? It's yeah. all it's all like you know, it's like a runaway train. I got no control over everything. What's going on? Yeah. Right. I'm having some control. I'm having something. I want some of this. And when it comes to your name, right, I wanted something you couldn't really take the mick out of, right? I wanted this really strong name for you, right? Once you you as a boy, right? And one and um, there was a kid in school called Stephen, and I liked it, like you know, growing up. And, it, and no one really took the piss out of him much. Like, Stephen Weaven, that's all they could rhyme with it. Krista was pissed of her, and you're you and I'm going through something. <laughs> I want him to have a name where he can't really take the mick out of him for one, yeah. right? That that was one. I want a strong name. And my brother Stephen, I love my brother Stephen as well. I'm thinking, oh, it's nice. I like the way Stephen was spelt as well because the kid in school had a V, Steve. Yeah. Right. But my brother's PH. So I'm like Stephen, right? And and and, and uh, with Jonathan as well, I go in, and we with you know the Tamins, right? We call each other most of the time both two names. Like you got Steve. Well, you were called Stephen John. Stephen John, yeah. Because the big. Yeah, yeah. Because there's, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of shared names, right? So it's just it's more. Angel Louise. Yeah. Angela Louise, because I call Angela Louise, right? You know, because you know, you've got big Angela, right? Mm. So we wanted that. I wanted that as well. And I think it came natural, that bit. So I said to your mum, I said, listen, listen, uh, I, want the, I want these names, Steve and John, like uh, right, that's what I want. And you went, your mum capitulated. She went, yeah, yeah, right, uh, yeah it, just keep me happy sort of thing. <laughs> Steve, I got my way, right? And I'm over the moon, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. 
absolutely nailed it because I, I still love that name now, Steve. Weird, didn't it? You know, if I was actually having another kid and you weren't about, I'd probably call him Steve and John because you've got the uncles involved as well mm. and you've got great uncles. You know, they, they, they think the world to you, you know, so it's nice and it, it's like a bit of namesake as well because um, Krista was named, she was almost Jacqueline Love Me. Krista was a namesake after me yeah, as well. Yeah, what is happening? So it's yeah, nice. There's, love. there's, there's obviously, yeah, there's, there's Phillips in our family, right? So, Oh, well, Phillips were always the firstborn, yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah. right? Right? No, right. You, you, if I didn't like my brother Philip, right, you would probably be named Philip, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I didn't get, if I got, if he was a great kid, right? It'd, it'd be uh, Philip, Philip Tamil here, Philip John. I know, Tamil, I'm locked out there. I didn't, I, yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. And my dad's middle name was John as well, Philip John. Yeah. All right. So John's a strong name. John is a really, really it's, a, it's, it's a well used name, right? And, uh, and, uh, what was it? They used it in Dyer, John McLean, wasn't they? Steve? <laughs> yeah. right. So so you can imagine all these factors of all yeah, things, Steve. Yeah. Right? It's, it's a seriously strong name, John. Right? And Steven, also, uh, Steve Austin, the $6 million man growing up, Steve, right? A man barely alive. Everyone used to say buried alive. But he's barely alive. <laughs> and we used to go, a man buried alive. <laughs> and we could rebuild him $6 million, pounds, which is like $6 billion today, Steve. Yeah. Right? So we're like, oh, Steve Austin. Oh, I love the name Steve Austin, Steve. Steve. Growing up with that. And that kid in school, which I like, was Steve, Stephen Lee, which I loved, right? My brother, Stephen, which I loved and all that. So I, I, it, was, it, was, it was a no-brainer. And I got my way. And your mum was happy. Your mum was happy with it. Yeah. How happy were you when you found out I was going to be a boy? Well, tell the truth, nailed it. Absolutely. I remember Ian Pring saying to me, my God, you've got a kid bang straight away, right, before, before my mates and everything. Right, proper girlfriend before everyone else, sort of thing, right? And bang, you're having a boy stay off. I said, Yeah, yeah. You know, pure like I used to get pats on the back and all that mm. off my off my off uh, uh, off off all my mates and everything. Absolutely, absolutely. Really, I just remember and even the day you were born, I went up to Ian, Ian Pring just pure beaming the smile on my face. Honest to God, yo, if we could afford cigars, we would have cigars that day, Steve. <laughs> honest. Honest, absolutely mental. What a, yeah, what, yeah. if you if it was a girl, did you have any names for, for girls? Uh, Kirsty, Kirsty, because that's what, yeah, because that's, that's what Stephen um, called his daughter. Stephen yeah. stole off me because I said, yeah, anyway, because we are such a close family, Steve. Honest to God, mm. and there was a girl called Kirsty in school, and she was stunning, beautiful girl, right, Steve? But she had a really nice temperament. She was really kind and loving, right, Steve? Right, and I met her years later, right, Steve? Right, and she became a mechanic. Ah, right. Yeah, yeah. So she had brains as well. Yeah, she had brains. She was actually like, a, I mean, a high mechanic, you know. You look at people, and you think, oh, I'd love to, love to have a, you know, uh, be like them sort of thing, because they're clearly many nice, but nice with it, Steve, you know, right? Nice family and stuff like that. And think, oh, you know, it'd be nice nice to be like them. I mean, if I had a kid, I wanted to be like her, like, you know? Yeah, so that's the reason I picked her, because her name was Kirsty. She turned out really nice. <laughs> so so that's, that's it. And that kid in school, like he's Stephen Lee, he, I like him, right? And I like, like my son to be like the nature of him. And he turned out all right. That, it's that so funny how obviously, like, just because you name you name your child that name doesn't guarantee anything, but it does play in your mind. It is, it does yeah. get it right because, like, a few times, um, me and Lee have gone over names, and the the problem I have is that I find it impossible to like a name enough to for it to like yeah. to ring a bell, like to get the yeah, that's the name I want yeah. because because I'm I'm either in I either don't like names or I'm indifferent to names, right? So I either yeah. But but it does happen. You see, um, I'm the other way around, right? So if Leah thinks of a name she likes, but I know someone who I who I don't like with that name, I'm like, oh, I'm not yes. so sure. You associate the yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm not being funny, Steve. You're gonna pick a good name regardless what. But I'd probably really fall up with you if you called him Satan. <laughs> or like oh Jesus, or you know, you know, come on. You're really not making making that kid's life any easier, you see. Well, well, Leah <laughs> likes the name uh, Max, right? And um, I was yeah, maybe you say yeah. It. I just I can I can I cannot. I don't even. I actually Max. I don't mind as a name, but this the association is just. But he's so gonna get. Oh, let's do this to the max and all that. <laughs> he's gonna get that in school, and you know, oh, let's do it to the max. Come on, and all that. You know, it's it's a power name. Actually, it is a power name. Yeah, you know, yeah, like well, I guess. Steel. Yeah, it's a, it's a proper power name. You know, a lot of rich people. Called, you know, like in um, money, call their, their kids stuff like that because it's, it's a it's a money name, isn't it? You know, Max this, Max Maximilian, sort of thing, you know. So yeah, so we're, we're gonna go with it where, where, wherever she picks, you know. 
Mac yeah, is quite short as a, as a it's going to be different with me. Leah's going to have the last last word on the names because, like I said, oh yeah, because she's done. She has definitely done the hard work on this. She is really yeah. Like, for me, know. like I said, as long as it's not something I don't like, I'm I'll be happy either way. Um, yeah, like because you weren't weren't planned, Steve, right? And y- your mum was being a bit like you know, a bit like you know, I'm chucking it all on this kid here, you know. All right, he's got to have something. I got to have something out of this. You know, come on. You know, I get, you know, I'm going with it now. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go, go with it now. I can't have something. As I said, what I'm naming him, definitely naming him. I definitely have, I'm, you know, I'm something <laughs> in this. You know, I, I know, and I think you haven't got this problem, right? But as an unmarried couple, right, you want your, your, your the dad to bond more. You want to have some say in the child. That's what I think, right? Some investment, should we say, in it, right? You know, like you know, and um Naming him actually, you am the you know, I naming something. It's it's another bonding experience. You know, I'm I'm the power to actually name something. You know, like if you named your car or named the yeah, boat, yeah. so you have sailing boat, or you named it or the the, the the fantastic Voyager or something like that. You named it. It's that bond or a dog. Who named Winston? I did. And there you go, Steve. You, I, I that dog is called Winston. I'm naming him. Yeah, yeah, He's my true, dog. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I don't reference it to a child, Steve. Oh, trust <laughs> me, I, I always honestly it's it's it sounds a bit bad, but it's 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 the best reference point I have. Like I, I talk about yeah. this with Matt and Paul all the time. Like my the closest experience I have in caring yeah. for a, a living being and, and treating as, as as part of my family is Winston, right? So the 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 most frequently used um uh, kind of examples I have about bringing something up is, is Winston. And you're right. Like I with with Winston, Leah wanted a dog, and I said like I want a black cocker spaniel, and I, yeah. I want to call it Winston. So um, yeah. So and she capitulated. She went, yeah, I'll give you that then. If yeah, you she, have a dog, she, yeah, I know exactly. Right. As long as I get a dog. Um. So yeah. So you are right. No, you are right. There is um. There's a bit. There's a. There's so many variables when you're when you're going through this, which um just kind of enhance the. The connection, and, yeah, and you're right. Yeah, um, and I think that it's even it's even the whole gender thing, right? So I am going to be over the moon, whatever gender is, right? I don't. Yeah, I I wouldn't put the pressure on. No, pressure I, I, on I'm you. not going to have any pressure right. at all. But um, but yeah, it's also I w- I w- un- it's also undeniable that as a dad having your son and as a mum having your having a daughter, yes, yes, it's like yes. you you're obviously going to be able to connect with them in a way... Well, put it this way, if you have a girl, Steve, right, it's a nightmare with the toilets, right, taking in for a wee, you know, when it's older, like, you know, and swimming yeah, baths and yeah, stuff yeah, like all, that. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. all those... So there's, there's practicalities. I think it's it's a little That's bit... That's it, practicalities, It's a little yeah. bit different now because, you know... I do all the grandkids. Once, once they all go to the toilet, it's absolutely brilliant to take them to the cinema and all that, right? But up until then, my <laughs> God... But it's I, a bloody nightmare. But yeah, I think there's obviously practical pr- practical things to consider. But I'm talking more about, you know, if you if I have a son, when that son grows up, I'll be able to relate to that son's experiences. E- even saying the word son, Steve. Hmm? Even saying the word son, my son, bang! It's it it, it puts pride to, to, to your body. You're gonna get all this. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but oh, that's my. Yeah. But I mean, like you know, when you bring them up, when I if, if I have a daughter again, I couldn't care less what I have. But you'll yeah. you'll be able to relate to them a little bit more because you'll you'll have a shared experience, right? Because I don't know what it's yeah. like to be a teenage girl. I don't know what it's like to be um yes. a young girl, yes. right? I don't know what that's like. So yes. so you just what well, I do know what it's like to be a young boy, right? I know so it's just that that kind of thing is um there's definitely a, yeah. a connection thing there. Um yeah, so that's everything then, Dad, for now. Really enjoy this, Steve. Really enjoy this. The next one, like I said, I want to go over um, kind of the the pregnancy, uh, the the birth, right, and what what that yeah. was like. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Because um, I know that was kind of a, a crazy experience. Is there anything um, like what I've learned from you, Dad, and um, you know, even before before I did this, it, it, what's always played, what's always been a surprise to me. Um, not necessarily knowing you, like it's not a surprise to me because I know you, but yeah. it would be a surprise to me if it was anyone else. It's just how that how you and them dealt with, you know, the fact that you didn't have a law, um, you were were not prepared in any way to have a child. Like think how prepared me and Leah are. We have a house. We we've got jobs. Right? It's it's completely different. We're all yeah, we nothing. Yeah, um, yeah, nothing. And I'm and I'm terrified. Well, I'm not terrified, but I'm you know I'm. It's a huge thing to me, whereas it's it's 
remarkable how for you and mum it was like even though you had nothing and you were underprepared and you were yeah, young you just yeah. like fuck it it's this it is what it is you've got to grab it by the balls and you've got to do whatever you can right but everyone's in the same boat daniel and wendy were right shan and eddie who were way more organized than us i never thought about that, that way more organized. yeah it's like a shared it's like it's less scary when your friends and family are all going through the same yeah. same thing. Well, well, look at you and Daryl. You are literally brothers going there, yeah. right? I was looking. I was looking at taking you two to places together all the time, like brothers, right? Right, you know, swimming baths and cycling and this, that, and the other, right? You know, because Daniel was away or something doing because he had more kids, wherever. But I was, I, was, I always had you guys together. It was good for you as well, but. Um, when when Wendy was pregnant and your mum was pregnant, two sisters chatting away, yeah. you know, going through the same thing. You know, can you imagine if, uh, uh, say, say, say um, Leah's sister was pregnant, you know, a little bit older, obviously, right, pregnant at the same time. How, how wonderful would that be? And you took, getting on with a boyfriend and all that stuff, you know, you, you, and, and you literally, and you both, both basically got the same pay grade as well, both on bugger all, like, you know, yeah. they, were living in, they were living in a flat in Canton, Steve. Hang on. Which mean your mum moved in with you as well, right? Again, we'll get to that. <laughs> no, I, I'm interested to because I know. Hey, you're being a gypsy. Hey, Steve, you're being a gypsy well, when you were a kid. When I was, yeah, when I was born, we were we were moving around quite a lot. I want to, yeah, yeah. want to go into that. Um, but yeah, oh, so God. so it, like I said, it's um, it, you know you know your first place when you were born was Anstown. You know that, don't you? I no, I do not know. But like I said, we'll we'll go. Well, that's for another day, Dad. We'll go over that. Yeah. Um, because it's actually, I do. I know we moved around a little bit, but I don't know the, the details of everything. Um, but yeah. So, like I said, what I what I wanted to understand was kind of how you dealt with this so well. Like I do understand understand it now, um, which is good. And also, I think a lot of people can, again, anyone listen to this who is unsure of how they they're going to be able to deal with um, having a kid. I feel I feel like the attitude like your mental attitude to to thinking no matter what you have to think you know i'm just going to do the best job i can and as long yeah. as make sure you're there like you did right your your whole thought process was i need to make sure i've got a job i need to make sure um i put food on the table and i need to make sure that you know when the kid's got a roof over, over his head yeah as long yeah. as you have that approach and that attitude like everything else is just a bonus yeah, thing is, we never went without Steve. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Go, and and it's weird because we had more than the the people behind us. So did my mum and dad and all that. We had more than them. So you know, really, can complain really. Exactly so, right. But, and there's a lot of people like as for part of this show, I, li- I I do a lot of research online, and I'm like I read a lot of uh, messages on on Reddit. There's like a subreddit called uh, Pre Dadit, right? It's all people that are about to become a dad. People in my situation. Um, and there's so many people on there who um, kind of say, oh, I've just got pregnant and, um, you know, I don't know if I've got enough money. Say, like, they, they, they really put a lot of pressure on themselves to be yeah, like, yeah, like, you start, yeah. like they should have made her in life and ha- be a millionaire before they have a kid. And I, I really feel like as long as you've got the the right attitude and you're, you're willing just to do whatever you can for that child. And like, you know, the people you knew, dad, who would just leaving their children oh, God, yeah be yeah. being there and doing your best like that's all anyone can do um and that's what you did and it's and look how well it turned out for me right so yeah i was lucky that it's hard to explain steve right but we'll talk about it when uh, on the next podcast about how emotional it is you're i'm i'm i may actually made a few because you're you're going through this mm-hmm. now you know when we found out yeah he is pregnant and all that right I've always wanted, either I missed out when I was younger, see about like learning to ride a moped, I want you to moped, learn to drive, blah, blah, all this bank, all get, go to university, all that, all these things I missed, I wanted you to ride. But one of the things I always wanted you to have, right, the joy of having a child, Steve. Oh my God. The emotion, it's, I know it's hard, it's hard to explain, right, but you're going to bond with this kid, right? Say, say you leave a spit at blah, 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 right, whatever, whatever. This kid, I'll always be your. It's, it's hard to explain. It, it's it, it's the most fragile and powerful thing in in the same th- in the same breath. Yeah, it's incredible, yeah. absolutely well, incredible. And I think that's a good note to end because we'll 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 pick up that on the next one. Um, yeah. Right. So appreciate your time, Dad. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Loved um, it. Loved it. Love you loads. Good night, and I'll catch you next time. Okay. 
Yeah, well, I, I know I'll be phoning you on the 25th anyway, so I'll talk to you on the Yes, 25th. we'll be next time. 10 we, o'clock. Next, well, we'll probably talk before then, but next time I see you, it will yeah. be Christmas Day and 10 yeah. a.m., me and Leo are going to do the agenda reveal. So that's that's a huge Absolutely thing, amazing. right? Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Do I bought three bottles of champagne, please? <laughs> yeah. Well, funny enough, so me and Leah are yet to drink the was it champagne you bought us for our wedding in that wooden box yeah yeah so we've been keeping that for a special occasion oh, and it's going to be christmas brilliant. 10 o'clock in the morning when we do the gender review oh brilliant yeah. brilliant because when you got married uh your wife asked me you're what drink she says get me sized and i got a, bottle, a glass of champagne for i said welcome to the tamlin so you on champagne from now on <laughs> so yeah and go. i say when we had the news the we have the baby we had champagne and when we have the uh the, um, the reveal where I'm the glass champagne to toast the baby's yes. head. Yeah, fantastic. Amazing. So that's next time I'll see you then, Dad. Champagne baby. Brilliant. <laughs> Love it. All right. All right. Good night, Dad. And I'll, I'll speak to you soon. All right. Let me load. All right. Take care. I'll love right. you. Bye bye. Bye bye.